All right. Let's fucking do this, people. I, uh, I got my, my Wild Cherry Diet Pepsi, and I got my Black Jack gum here, and I got that feeling. Sorry, folks. <laughs> I, uh, I feel a little different today. Uh, uh, also, if any of you can name what movie that quote was just from, one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, you win absolutely nothing uh, but a little bit of my respect. Um, anyway, so I feel a little different today. Because uh, I'm starting to do these podcasts standing up. So before, I was sitting at a desk, and I had a microphone on a stand with a little pop filter. And, uh, and I decided, you know what? You know what? I think that's limiting me a little bit. So uh, I bought one of those little pop filter things. It just sort of fits right over the microphone. And now I'm standing up. I am free of the desk. And hopefully, this will add a little bit more energy to the podcast. I don't know. We'll see. You tell me, folks. Tell me how this goes. So today, we are going to talk about comeback albums. That's right. Whatever you feel a comeback album actually means from whatever artist it is, um, we'll talk about all of those kind of things. But the real kind of comeback album that sparked uh, this conversation is the comeback album meaning a band hasn't put anything out in a long time, like over 10 years. Um, I think that that's a pretty good marker for something being considered a comeback album. And this has been a thing that's been on my mind because this year, it seems like this has been the year, especially for metal, for comeback albums. Two of my favorite albums of the year are comeback albums. One of them is the new album from Sacred Reich called Awakening. That is their first album in 23 years. Killer fucking album. And then we have another one uh, from Across the Pond. We have the classic UK thrash metal band Acid Rain with their album The Age of Entitlement. And that was their first album in 29 years years both fucking great albums and there's been some other uh uh you know huge gaps in releases that have come out this year uh that are in my opinion not quite as good uh probably the big hyped up one was the new possessed album and uh that was their first album in 33 years now to me that one Eh, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I don't think we needed another Possessed album, but that is just my uh, opinion. And I think the problem here is that those original couple of Possessed albums from the 80s, I think the thing that's so great about them is the fact that that's when they were from. They happened at this early stage in death metal where they were sort of straddling that line between death metal and thrash metal and death metal wasn't even really a clearly defined thing and so they're very interesting albums to listen to and now the band has come back and it just seems like they could be any band i mean you you cannot separate this from any of the other metal bands out there i don't know i wasn't i'm obviously i wasn't a fan um another one that um i struggle with a little bit is the new album from exhorter uh, that was their first new album in 27 years. And um, I think musically, I really dig it. 
especially the guitar riffs. There's a shitload of really guitar riffs, really guitar riffs, really good guitar riffs. <laughs> What's it? It's a really guitar riff, man. Anyway, um, hold on. I'm going to get a have a sip of coffee. Not even going to edit that out, folks. This is this is the real shit. This is what happens when I am freed from the tether of of the desk or whatever you want to say. Anyway, so uh, the the Exhorter album, guitar riffs, really fucking good. And honestly, overall, musically, the songs are pretty good. Vocally is where I'm kind of not really digging it, vocally and lyrically. And um, I think it's because, I don't know, there's, there's a lot of debate over whether or not Pantera took some of their sound from Exhorter, which if you really go back and listen to the albums that came out and watch the performances of Pantera and and Exhorter, eh, that's a stretch. That is what I sometimes like to refer to as a metal novice argument. If you are just getting into metal or don't know a lot about it, you kind of stick to these novice arguments that maybe you've read somewhere and maybe it gives you some, some cred because you say these things, but yeah, I don't, I don't really see it. Um, but, um, vocally, I guess you could kind of compare the, uh, early Phil Anselmo, you know, vulgar display of power kind of shit with what the singer from Exhorter does. But, um, uh, it, I don't know. There's a lot of sameness with the Exhorter vocalists, uh, uh, melodies and vocal lines. And lyrically, I might be wrong, you can go ahead and correct me if you're a fan of this Exhorter album, but it really does come across a little bit like I'm an old dude and I don't like all these young people today kind of lyrics. I, I might be wrong, but I don't know. It didn't click with me, um, and uh, I'm not going to spend time shitting on it uh, because I'm not a huge Exhorter fan to begin with, so I wasn't really like expecting a lot, but it's got some good shit on it. It just didn't blow me away the way that I think some people expected it to. So anyway, so comeback albums though. So that's so that's what's been happening this year, 2019, which is quickly coming to a close, folks. It's almost it has almost been a year of me doing these podcasts. Holy shit. That is insane that I <laughs> stuck around doing these. And it's because of you guys out there that are listening and are commenting and I love it. I love all the support I'm getting. And um, for these podcasts, I know that I've been doing them a little less frequently. Um, and that's because I've been doing a lot of the YouTube videos. And um, I get a little bit more of an immediate reaction. And I kind of like doing these little short form things because the podcast, I feel like it needs to be something that I can really speak at length about and not be boring or treading water or just rehashing shit that you've already heard on somebody else's podcast. And so um, it's a little bit harder to come up with good topics for these podcasts, but I'm going to try to do them as often as possible. And um, if you are listening to this as a podcast, you know, on your listening device of choice, um, let me know. Send me an email at uh, oldheadpodcast at gmail.com because there's not a, as much of an immediate response with podcasts because there's there's no comment section or, you know, 
no likes or dislikes or whatever. So, uh, back to comeback albums. Sorry, I didn't mean to diverge there for a minute, but whatever. I, I, I feel my vibe is, uh, is, is different today. And I guess standing really does change things a little bit. So, um, don't worry. I'll, I'll rein it in. Anyway, so other great comeback albums. I started thinking about other ones where there was a large gap in between albums and they put out an album, whatever band that was, put out an album that uh, really blew me away. And the first one that comes to mind when I think about those kind of albums is the last album from Carcass, Surgical Steel. Um, it was a 17-year gap between Swan Song and Surgical Steel. And God damn it, that's a fucking fabulous album. It, uh, yeah. Even even now, after hearing it, I don't know, uh, uh, 50 times, some, I don't know, shit, something like that, uh, it still blows me away at how strong and exciting and enjoyable and badass a fucking album that is. Um, and then uh, um, another, another couple sort of, I, I think they kind of fell under the radar a little bit when they came out. Um, one of them is the uh, album from the band Forbidden uh, called Omega Wave. Uh, when that album came out, it was a 13-year gap between their albums, which is not huge, but it is over that 10-year mark. But that was also a really fucking good album, a really good return from that classic thrash metal band. And then another thrashy kind of band that um, made a comeback years later was uh, the band Power Mad. They released the album called Infinite, and there was a 26-year gap between albums for them. Infinite is fucking great. That is one of those albums that every time I listen to it, it makes me a little bit mad that it isn't an album that everyone just went apeshit crazy about and this band you know, blew up because, yeah, it's just a great metal album. It, they're such a great band when it comes to incorporating all these different sort of heavy extreme metal elements, not really like extreme, like death metal or anything, but there's thrash, there's speed, there's melody, a little bit of progressiveness, I guess, here and there. Uh, but they, man, it, that that's such a fucking great album. Um, and of course, I can't talk about incredible metal comeback albums without mentioning Atheist, Jupiter, fucking killer album uh 17 year gap between their last album elements and uh jupiter and jupiter oh shit man there's a lot to wrap your head around in jupiter which i guess a lot of atheist albums were that way they were progressive death metal um very heavy on the progressive side um but jupiter yeah another incredible comeback album and those are the kind of things that like you hope to get if you hear about a band reforming after, you know, 10 plus years, you, I, I, I mean, maybe not you, but me for sure, I'm halfway, you know, 50% very excited and then 50% very skeptical because, you know, it's that, it's that, uh, that theory, um, hope for the best, expect the worst. And that is pretty much, my outlook when it comes to many things, especially uh, music, because um, you never know. Even a band that it hasn't let you down in 
in 20, 30 years, they could end up putting out a stinker that really kind of bums you out. Um, but and you know, and that's and that's a a good point to get at because um, there are a couple albums, um, not metal, that were comeback albums that I liked, but I didn't necessarily love. Um, and the two that sort of came to mind when it comes to that, uh, the first one was the Faith No More uh, return, Soul Invictus, which um, came out in 2015, and that was an 18-year gap between albums for them. And Faith No More, one of my favorite bands, and so I was definitely very excited about this album. And um, things about it have grown on me, but you know, at first I liked it, and I didn't love it, and I was kind of bummed that I didn't love it. But I think the reason why I didn't love it is that it actually does kind of feel like the next album after album of the year in certain respects. And um, I, you know, would like them to do something closer to Angel Dust, which I don't think that's, I don't think they have that in them anymore. Um, But that does bring up a good point that a lot of people, when a band does a comeback album, I think from what I see on the internet, you know, a lot of those douchebags out there, um, everyone seems to forget that a band progressed in their career. And even though they had a classic album that everyone fucking loves, which may have been their second or third album way back in the 80s or early 90s, some of these bands did other albums and their sound progressed and they may be releasing an album that's closer to where they left off. Um, I think the Sacred Reich album is a really good example of that because I think a lot of people wanted them to make Ignorance Part 2 totally ignoring the fact that they made three other albums where their sound progressed and got more groove uh, metal and, and you know, things like that. They, I mean, they were still fucking heavy as fuck and there was still thrashiness in there, but it wasn't as straightforward as Ignorance. And the uh, new album, Awakening, it kind of fits right in the middle to me, right in between what they did on Heal and right in between what they did on Ignorance. And I think that's why some people may have been disappointed in it um, but for me, I, I liked all this stuff and I liked the progression. So I was very happy with how that album turned out. You know, it is kind of weird. Like the, the, the vibe I'm getting now that I'm standing up and sort of pacing doing this podcast. Um, I feel like my nerves have come back up. Like I, like I listened to the very first podcast I did and you hear me like breathing kind of heavily. Cause I was real nervous, even though I was in a fucking room you know, by myself, uh, I still felt very nervous about doing it. And, and this change has got me a little bit off kilter. Is that the right term? Whatever. Anyway, uh, another album that was a comeback album that I was kind of lukewarm about, um, was the last Soundgarden album, uh, King Animal, which came out in 2012. That was a 16 year gap between albums. And, yeah, I, I I liked things about it a lot, and it's fucking Soundgarden. I, I they're it's such an amazing band, and um, yeah, some of the songs just seemed um a little more like I guess a Chris Cornell solo thing than they did Soundgarden. But once again, I want them to make something like Bad Motorfinger or Louder Than Love, and. They made two other albums where they got a little bit more alternative rock 
oriented and can't be mad at them for that. And honestly, at this point, it is the last Soundgarden album. Although I read something that the guys were wanting to put out unreleased stuff. And one article I read referred to it as an album. And I'm like, do they have a fucking album's worth of material to put out? Because I'd like to hear it. Anyway, so I, I also realized that the idea of a comeback album doesn't necessarily just have to mean a long period of time between albums. Sometimes it is uh, like in the case of uh, Alice in Chains. Well, I guess there was kind of a gap, but the real big thing about Alice in Chains when they made Black Gives Way to Blue was that they were coming back with a different vocalist. It's a it's a, a big change for a band like that. Um, Anthrax, same thing, where um, they changed back to Joey Belladonna as their lead vocalist when Worship Music came out. And that was, to me, a big comeback album. Although, if you know the history of what went into making that album, it is kind of weird because it was written and recorded, I believe, for the most part, with a different vocalist in mind. And so Joey Belladonna just came in and did his best, which for Joey Belladonna is always fucking good. Um and and so you've got those things. Uh, uh, if, even if you want to dig all the way back to ACDC, Back in Black. I mean, I believe there was only a year gap between Highway to Hell and Back in Black. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that was a big deal. Bon Scott dies. They come back with this new dude, Brian Johnson. And uh, I mean, they fucking killed it. That's a fucking comeback right there. Um, and then you've got, obviously, maybe it's not necessarily a uh, a change in lineup. Maybe it's the fact that a band kind of falls out of favor, either commercially or critically um, or whatever. And I don't know. The first one that always seems to come to mind to me is Aerosmith, because Aerosmith went through that period in the early 80s where, you know, people really didn't give that much of a shit. And they were putting out albums that, you know, to be fair, are are, are not as good as their stuff in the seventies, but they still had some good shit on them. But then they ended up making a huge comeback with permanent vacation, uh, love it or hate it. It was fucking popular. And then they only went on to become more and more popular with pump and with, uh, uh, get a grip. Um, so that's a definite comeback too. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes it's a return to form, uh, uh, like uh, death magnetic from Metallica. Some people would argue that's not a very good album, but to me, uh, I love it. And when that album came out, it was the most exciting thing I had heard in a long time. Um, and and following Saint Anger and then Load and Reload and all that stuff, it was it was nice to uh, have them come back and kind of embrace the the thrashiness and the metal that basically made them the band that you know many of us love so much. I guess you could also throw in Iron Maiden uh, with uh, Brave New World. Once Bruce Dickinson comes back into the fold, I think a lot of people consider that a big comeback for them. And so, you know, you get, you know, there's a there's a wide array of different options for what you could consider a comeback album. But, you know, I think it is, no matter what it is, no matter what kind of comeback it is, I think that, that's something that a lot of us really hope for with a lot of bands. You know, you always hope that a band that you loved in the past could come back in whatever way they're going to come back and really do something special and 
I don't know, something that just maybe recreates your 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 love that you had for them in the past or or you know grabs new fans. Um I think the bigger ones happening now are uh, obviously Guns N' Roses. Is there going to be a new Guns N' Roses album? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I, we, I don't know. <laughs> um, and that'll be a weird one too for Guns N' Roses because it literally will be like not only a, a comeback album with Slash, you know, the the last album that they did together was fucking 1991. No, I'm not counting the spaghetti incident. That's barely an album. And then, obviously, there was Chinese Democracy, which, sure, uh, that's a quote-unquote Guns N' Roses album, but if they do a new album, they're also coming back from that. Like, can, can we sort of slightly remove the stain of of Chinese democracy. Um not that it was a horrible album. It just wasn't what I wanted. Um and I don't ever go back to listen to it. But that's like a double comeback right there. Um and I think the most recent one that we've heard when it comes to bands reforming is Rage Against the Machine. Um that I would be very fascinated to see or hear what a reformed new Rage Against the Machine album would sound like. Now, I don't know. I'm not going to hold my breath on that one because they've gotten back together to do shows before and no new album came out of it. And to be honest, Zach De La Roca, he isn't even putting out any music on his own. Like he put out an EP uh, with a project that he did. And I think he's done a little bit of solo tracks here and there. But even that, like it's... It almost seems like the music side of things isn't necessarily that important to him, which is fine. I mean, that's that's his bag, and and you know the other guys, you know, keep moving on doing other projects, and so it's it would be very interesting to hear like what do they have to offer? I mean, but to be completely honest, we fucking need a band like Rage Against the Machine right now. I mean, I, once again, I'm not going to get political because apparently the tiny little speck of politics that I that I sprinkled into one of my podcasts really offended somebody. So <laughs> let's just steer clear. All I'm going to say is we need some fucking good protest music out there right now. And they were a fucking great band for that. So if they decide to put out a new record, I'm going to be there. I will be there. You'll hear my thoughts on it. Um, but I'm not holding my breath on that one. Now, a, a, a comeback record that I think is in the process of hopefully being released um, that I'm pretty excited about is the new album from the alternative funk metal band Mordred. Um, I did a, uh, a bands you should know video on them on YouTube. Um, go subscribe to me on YouTube. If you're not already, I do a whole lot of fucking videos on there anyway. Um, and I, I think that band was fucking great. They were way ahead of their time. They're a really cool band and um, it'll be, their first album in, I think, 25 years, and then I think it's probably 28 years with the uh, original vocalist. So, um, yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about that one. But from what I've heard, they're kind of having a hard time getting a label and getting distribution, which blows my fucking mind because there's so many 
really, I don't want to be an asshole. <laughs> there are a lot of underwhelming bands that seem to just get nuclear blast to go ahead and put out their shit. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm not, I don't want to name nuclear blast. I'll, uh, uh, labels like that. There are labels that will put out anything. They'll, they'll put out an album by Warrant, which I don't even understand why Warrant's a thing because it was kind of Janie Lane's baby and I don't know. It doesn't feel right to me, but there's a fucking label putting it out. So anyway, so, uh, um, let's, let's wrap this up. I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, uh, uh, th- this experiment of me standing up, um, um, how has it been folks? Has it been, has it been good? Let me know. You know, uh, uh, uh if you're listening to this on YouTube, put it in the comments. Um, if not oldheadpodcast at gmail.com. Um, while we're on that subject, go, uh, uh, Follow me on Instagram, oldhead.tx. Go follow me on Twitter. I think it's under Old Head Podcast. Um, same thing with Facebook. I think Old Head Podcast. I'm everywhere. I've been everywhere, man. Um, so uh, uh, before we leave, um, I'm going to bring this up again because we're talking about comebacks. And of course, uh, somebody would probably out there be thinking about comebacks that they wish would happen. And after racking my brain about this and really thinking about what is the one comeback that I would love to happen more than anything, and I've talked about this before on another podcast, I want Sepultura to come back with Max Cavalera, Igor Cavalera, Paulo Jr., and yes, Andreas however you pronounce his last name. Um, It's probably as simple as Kisser, but I always feel like that doesn't sound right. But those four individuals, I know there's bad blood. I I totally understand that this is probably pie in the sky. And, but you know what? I, I I can have my dreams, can't I? Can't I? Is it wrong for a man to have a dream? Okay, anyway. So, uh, I, yeah, Sepultura. I would love that. Um... Once again, I'm not holding my breath, and if they did get back together and announced an album, I would be goddamn super motherfucking skeptical. More skeptical than I think I would be for anybody else, because not only do I want it so badly, but Max Cavalera, I love him. He seems like an amazing dude. Some of the music he puts out is okay. That last Cavalera Conspiracy album, I enjoyed that one, but... I don't know if he can play the shit anymore. Um, and, and, and maybe some of you know what I'm talking about. If you've gone to see uh, Soulfly or Cavalera Conspiracy or whatever the fuck he's doing, it almost seems like he's not playing the guitar. He's just strumming a string and then the other dude's playing all the shit. Now, hopefully I'm wrong because that would be the thing that would really piss me off. If he comes back into the fold... And it's literally still just the same Sepultura they just brought Max in to sing. You know, I, I don't know. So I, I, I don't know if that will ever happen. And um, I like to not think about it because it bums me out. Um, I, I, Sepultura is putting out a new album with their current lineup. And it's just like I said about that new Possessed album. It just sounds like a whatever metal album. I don't really care. Um, anyway, 
But let's not talk about that because that is not a comeback album. And we were talking about comeback albums. And I think I've kind of overstayed my welcome here, folks. I think I've said all I can say about comeback albums. Um, I love them. Sometimes I hate them. But I always, always, always look forward to them. Um, Let's see what happens in 2020 with some comeback albums. I don't know who it would be. Maybe we'll get some Rage. Maybe we'll get some GNR. Who the fuck knows? But anyway... Uh, that's all I really have to say on the subject for this week, month. I don't know. I'm going to try to do these at least once a month, folks. Um, if you have any ideas or comments or anything like that, please send them to oldheadpodcast at gmail.com. And like I said earlier, go to all the social media things and follow and like and subscribe. And yeah, let's keep this fucking machine going because it's been almost a fucking year of doing this. And um, I'm pretty sure that the next time I uh, talk to you guys, it will be me counting down my top 10 albums of 2019. I'm looking forward to that. I hope you are too. So uh, yeah, until next time, this is Hard Harry reminding you to eat your cereal with a fork and do your homework in the dark. Later, guys. Later, guys.